Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the E-Commerce Evolution Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And today, you've got a treat because this is a guest coming back for round two. Not many guests get to come back on the show a second time. You only do that if you really crush that first episode, and this guy did. Are you a D2C brand spending over six figures a month on paid media? If so, then listen up. My agency, OMG Commerce, and I have worked with some of the top e-commerce brands over the years, including Boom, Native, Groove, Monin, Organifi, and dozens more. And every year, we audit hundreds of Google, YouTube, and Amazon ad accounts. And we always find either significant opportunities for growth or wasted ad spend to cut or both. For example, are you missing YouTube ads? Whatever you're spending on Top of Funnel Facebook, you should be able to spend 30 to 50% of that or more on YouTube with similar returns. So if you're spending 300 to 400,000 a month on Facebook, you should be able to easily spend 100 to 150,000 or more on YouTube. Visit omgcommerce.com to request a free strategy session or visit our resource page and get some of our free guides loaded with some of our best strategies for YouTube ads. Google Shopping, Amazon DSP, and more. Check it all out at omgcommerce.com. So Andrew Ekblad is with me again. He's one of the smartest video marketing guys that I know. Runs an agency, has a rich background in video, and just is a fascinating guy to talk to. So we're going to talk about eight mistakes to avoid when creating your video ads. It's going to be super fun, high energy very helpful. And so with that, let's dive right in. Andrew, how you doing, man? Welcome to the show, and uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me back. I uh, I love it. I got some good response from the last time I was on, so nice. Uh, it was a good episode. Back in, I'll do it. You it don't you don't take yeah you don't take too many people back a second time. Is that true? Well, I just don't know if, if people don't want to come back. Oh, okay, it would be more me. Yeah, that could be, yeah. uh, maybe people are <laughs> bored with the show. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we've, had some, we've had some guests that have been back for sure, but it's not a huge list. So you're you're, all right, you're all still right. part of an elite club. So you got to feel good about. Excellent. It. Yeah. That's all I cared about. <laughs> now speaking of elite clubs, for those that are watching the video, if you've got really good eyesight, you can probably see behind Andrew's head the sign of I, I'm I'm counting six trophies and then another one that I just now saw because you moved more. Oh yeah, it's a telly. I, uh, it's a what? Telly? A telly. Okay, those are easy to get. Those don't. Okay, so don't, don't forget about the telly. <laughs> yeah, I don't. The other ones, I was like, Andrew, those look like Emmys. And guess what? Yes. They are. So tell us the story about these Emmys. How'd you get them? So uh, early 2000s, I worked more in television and film. And we did a series in New York um, that that was like a fashion documentary series. Um, it followed the the whole like photo shoot process from conception casting shoot to print um it was like a limited run we did like i think it was five or six episodes um and yeah so those are regional emmys they're not the big national ones you see on tv but uh they're regional ones and um yeah it was really fun getting still, still pretty cool when you first told yeah. me regional emmy I really wondered. You're based in San Diego. I wondered was this was this work with Ron Burgundy or, or what? Yeah, was this? I tried. I tried to, but I couldn't get in with him. <laughs> he's, he's pretty tough <laughs> to work with, yeah. and so yeah, it's probably good that didn't work. Yeah, out. Uh, that's awesome, man. So, so we've got these eight mistakes we're going to dive into. Really excited about that. But before we do, kind of give your background because you've not only you've been, been winning Emmys and stuff, but you've been doing some other cool things as well. So, give us the background here 
Yeah, so, I'll give yeah. you like the 30 second background. It's so I, I initially was very interested in TV and film. That's what I worked in in the early 2000s. Um, I decided that I actually wanted to make money at some point. So uh, <laughs> I, uh, I hooked up with uh, Frank Kern, who's a pretty well-known uh, marketer. Um, started working with him in 2008, helped him with his video. We came up with a lot of, lot of video techniques together that kind of combined direct response marketing and like entertainment and the structure of television. So we'd do kind of entertaining stuff. And crush yeah, it back was, then. I remember some of those videos. I still, I still remember one where where Frank Kern was driving in like a VW van, and he was mm-hmm. there was like this thing, internet marketing sneak attack or something that he did. I yeah, mean, I, still, I still remember those videos, and those are really really old. They were so and as I was coming shoot. up in the game and learning as well. So yeah, yeah, and there wasn't a lot of video online back then. It was harder, right. to to post things. YouTube wasn't what it, what it was. Uh, Facebook wasn't what it was, but, you know, he would have huge lists. And so these videos would go out to hundreds of thousands of people and then they'd get traction and he would be able to sell his products. But through him, I learned a lot about video marketing and direct response marketing, especially. And I've been able to take those skills, combine it with my my skills as a video guy um, and kind of apply that not only to, to advertising, but also to like VSLs and and those sort of things for different companies. So I have my own agency called Convert Views, which is just the creative uh, for um, video ads uh, for Facebook, Google, stuff like that. And then I also had content for a company called Genesis Digital, um, who my late friend Andy Jenkins started. Um, and I still work with them on all their content and everything. And that's Kartra, Webinar Jam, and EverWebinar um, is, are their products. But yeah, so I kind of have my foot in all areas of video online but um, a lot of a lot of video marketing stuff love it so, such a rich background Lo- love Frank Kern's stuff from back in the day and, and what Andy oh, yeah. Jenkins and crew built phenomenal and and I know you're carrying the torch there and doing some really cool things and and that, mm-hmm. and you and I then collaborated on a, a pretty large DTC automotive brand uh, did mm-hmm. some video work together which was super fun and so I know you're doing a lot of e-com stuff now so so let's let's dive in let's dive into these eight mistakes number one go Okay, number one is I think everyone understands that a video has to capture attention. Like that's pretty not, if you don't know that, then know that you have to do something to capture attention on the front of a video. So some sort of pattern interrupt. But a lot of people don't do the correct pattern interrupt. Um, A friend of mine called it a light show. So like fireworks or explosions might get attention, but it's not going to compel someone to continue to watch the video. Um, So that's a big mistake. Like, what you're trying to do is you're trying to, in the beginning, frame the video, create like a true hook, and give them kind of a reason to watch right off the bat. And I'm, I'm already jumping ahead, but that's going to lead into our number two, which is going to be, you know, a reason why and um, having a hook. But the point is that pattern interrupt should be a real quick introduction to why they should watch in a creative way. Um, like an example of this, I just did a video. Um, it's the script, it's not shot yet, but the front end, it was, the company was selling um, a battery backup. So, and it was supposed to be going against gas generators. And the very start of the video was, um, are gas generators really the best for an emergency, the best solution for an emergency situation? And visually, it was pulling back from a gas generator and it had a box next to it. Um, So the idea was that you're, you're questioning kind of what everyone thinks is the best solution. You're providing curiosity because there's something there that people want to see what the answer is. And you're framing the video in a way that could carry someone to the next part. 
I might have kind of butchered that ex explanation because uh, <laughs> uh, that it's a it's a new video, but like that's kind of an example of how to start a video the correct way. Yeah, I love this. And so, you know, it's it's not that hard to get someone's attention, right? Or to get the, someone's attention in the wrong way, right? You, right. You, you can yell something obnoxious. You can be, you know, crazy, whatever. You can throw you, a ball at the screen and, and it can make someone jump. Right. Start a fire, like do, do something yeah. crazy, you know, and that that will certainly get attention. But, but a proper pattern interrupt should also frame the message. It should frame right. what you're about to sell. And so, and I, and I talk a lot, you know, I'm a YouTube guy, so I talk a lot about the Harmon Brothers videos, but but it's real mm -hmm. easy to see what they're doing and their pattern interrupts frame the video, right? You got the yeah. poopery video with the girl in the, in the, yeah, the classic dress sitting in a public toilet, right? And she talks about, you know, a mother load she just dropped. And it's like, it's like kind of shocking and whatever, but it, mm -hmm. sets, it sets the stage for this before you go spray um, called poopery. And, and so, and then similar to what you're talking about with the gas generator in that video for, for a specific audience, you got the box that's kind of a little bit of curiosity. You're posing a question that's going to make mm -hmm. someone think. And so, so yeah, pattern interrupt is super important, right? You need, you need to interrupt someone. That's what you're doing with the video. They didn't come to YouTube to watch your video. They didn't go to Facebook to watch your video ad there either. So you got to interrupt them. But you have to frame them at the same time. And so, yes. Um, yeah, so talk about that a little bit. So then that, that first five to 10 seconds, and this is mistake number two, what should we be doing with those, those five to 10 seconds? So we should be giving them a very specific reason to watch the video. Um, and this could be done in a lot of different ways. It could be done with curiosity. You could pose a question. You can state an objection. Um, you could establish a problem and a need. Um, so a lot of that goes back to like like fundamental copywriting. Mm -hmm. I think like good copywriting and and people who do video marketing should probably study copywriting for scripting and stuff because a 100%. lot of it carries over. Yeah, and so um, it, you're really kind of setting up the reason why someone wants to invest their time into the video. Um, and it's just that's like out of all the, the stuff we're talking about, that's probably one of the most important things. And I actually think this is more true on YouTube than it is on a place like Facebook. Um, just because the nature of the audience, the nature of the format, and people's expectations when they're going through YouTube, where their mind's at. Um, totally agree. Yeah, people, but, people are on YouTube to to learn, to do, to buy, to be in research. Yeah, so all this just kind stuff. of mindlessly scrolling through Facebook, which is fine, and then sometimes something quick and easy can kind of can do get the job done on Facebook. Yeah, and I think a, a side note, it's important to, to understand that there is a difference between those two platforms. A lot of times something yeah. that works really well on one won't necessarily work well on the other. Yep. Um, and sometimes it's just about tweaking a few things to make that work better. Totally agree. We, we've really only had a few advertisers. The automotive brand that we collaborated on, Boom by City mm -hmm. Joseph is another. A few others where, man, the same video hits on YouTube and hits on, on Facebook, but typically... You know, Facebook is shorter, YouTube is a little longer, uh, all things being equal. But sometimes what works on Facebook could be a good hook for YouTube, or what works on Facebook could be like the product demo portion of a YouTube video, you know, things like that. But but yeah, the yeah. platforms are different for sure. So Absolutely. I want to I key in a little more on this, this concept because I think it's really powerful that, you know, you want to give some kind of promise in the first five to ten seconds that 
it's going to be worth my time to watch this yes. video, right? I remember I've been a student of marketing for a long time. I've read some of the the marketing godfathers, you know, like like David Ogilvy, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Ogilvy on advertising and John Capel's tested advertising methods and several others. I don't remember who first said this, but but they posed the question, what's the goal of a headline, right? So you think about a print ad or whatever, right. what's the goal of a headline? Well, the goal of the headline is to get someone to buy. Uh, the goal of the headline is to get someone interested in buying. And, and the answer to that is no. The goal of the headline is to get someone to read the next sentence, right? The goal of the yes. headline is to stop them and get them to engage with the ad. And then the, the whole purpose of the ad is to get them to take action. But the goal of the headline is to get them to keep reading. Yes. And that's the goal of a good video as well. Is promise something where they, they realize, my life may be better if I watch this video. They may still be skeptical. Yeah. Really, all, all you're asking for is a maybe, but um, you know, maybe if I watch this, I'll get something out of it. So yes. any, any other insights there? Any other good examples there? I know it's kind of hard to think of them on the spot, but uh, any, any other thoughts there? Um, no, I mean, you you definitely covered it really well. I know why you're the host, because you say things so much better than I can. <laughs> but... <laughs> It only, feels, it only feels that You're way. You're expanding on it in a way that's like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. I'm just like, bleh. Um, but no, uh, I think, um, I, yeah, I think I think it's really just like having a filter, like, like do I care? Like, I will say this, the wrong yes. way, the wrong way to start a video is with, with like a satellite statement, something that people already know. So saying like... Um, Everybody knows tap water is bad for you. And then trying to get into like right. a reason why they care. That's a terrible way to do it. And also assuming that people care about what you have to say is also terrible. Yeah. So, um, you know, the people watching aren't your friends. They're not your family. They don't care. So you really have to have that filter when you're, when you're creating this open. It's like, do I care? Does someone else care? Why is someone going to invest their time, even if it's just 30 seconds, 45 seconds, a minute, to watch what I have to say? Um, and that really has to be hit in the first five to ten seconds. Yeah, I love that. Don't don't make statements like "Yeah, tap water is bad for you," or "You're yeah. a business owner. You're trying to cut expenses." Well, of course. Yeah. But, you know, or I, introducing you know. yourself. Hi, I'm Andrew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like yeah. to make videos. It's like skip, 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 skip. No I one love, cares. I love seeing that stuff on the internet, and yeah. I love you too. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's one of those things where and introducing yourself is fine. Like in your name, there is mm-hmm. fine. But that's not what you leave. That's with. not an open. Right, not it's not an open. Um, you know, maybe for something like radio where people, it's harder for people to change their channel. That's really not that hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, for online video, you're right. People are pretty ruthless. Like even nice people, even people that be super patient with you face-to-face are ruthless online. Those, those, and it's, those and it's worse than it used to be. Like every year, the attention span gets lower. And low. You yeah. used to be able to do anything and make money but right, right. Uh, with ads. But, um, it's just so novel. Like, whoa, there's a video ad yeah. online. This is crazy. I've never seen this. Yeah, I need to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's this, it's this cutthroat. So you really got you to gotta be direct. Yeah. So you've got you to either have some promise of a benefit, some promise of the, the answer to a question. So you're, you're opening mm-hmm. that loop with the promise of closing it something to get them interested to uh, to get them to, to keep watching. So cool. That's right. I, any other examples or thoughts on that one before we more move to number three? Uh, nope. That's okay, all I got. Cool. cool. All right. Mistake number three, what do you got? Uh, let's talk about length, video length. Um, and I, you know, people, I, listen, when I first started doing online stuff, I thought length was was really important because the fact is, the more time a video goes, the more people are dropping off and not watching. Right. But the reality is through millions of dollars of testing, that length 
doesn't matter. Um, we have successful videos that are 10 minutes. We have successful videos that are three minutes, um, even even 60 seconds. So uh, even like ironically, some of the longer videos tend to do better, like in the five to six minute range. But of course, that falls back to the product and the audience, and there's a lot of variables. But um, to, from what I've seen, length doesn't really affect how well a video does. And you could probably speak to this better than I can, um, since you actually do the media buys and stuff. But you know, what what have you seen on this? Yeah, I, I, this is such a fascinating question. It's also one of those questions that, that's one of the most frequently asked, right? So I speak at mm-hmm. events a lot, talking about YouTube. People are like, hey, how long should my YouTube video ad be? Um, and I think just because it's an easy question to ask. I think yeah. I think the way that I would frame it is there's no, there's no magic length, right? right? It's not that length doesn't matter. It's just that it depends. And there's no magic. Yeah. There's no magic formula, right? Like one of the videos you and I collaborated on Back in the day, I think I think one of the biggest, one of the top hitters was like 45 seconds. But for the most part, as we've tested, now we spent millions and millions and millions on, on YouTube, is that it usually needs to be longer than 60 seconds. Like if you go yeah. less than 60 seconds, especially like in the 30-second range, you just don't get conversions, right? You'll get right. views, you'll get better view rates, your cost per view will go down with a shorter video. But you don't mm-hmm. get the CPAs you're looking for, right? And so, right. and you and I were talking about this, like Google reps and other people will say, like, "Hey, no, 15 second test, 15 seconds te- test, six second bumper, six seconds, yeah." We, we we did that so many. In fact, you and I worked on some six second bumpers. Could never we did work. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, generally, I like to say a minute or longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like Ezra, boom by Cindy Joseph, he's in that same mm-hmm. ballpark that you talked about, like five and a half minutes or some of his top videos. But then we have several others that are a minute and a half or so that are just that are just kind of crushing it. So yeah, we found more in the minute and a half to three and a half minute range, like as a, as a rule. But I wouldn't be afraid at all of going a little bit longer, and I wouldn't be afraid of going you know closer to that one minute either, as long as you say enough, say enough right. to really push someone to where they they want to click. Yeah, and and I think that's I think the one uh, caveat to that which I've just thought of is on Facebook we've done like sale videos with like badges, like 60% off and it's showing off someone with like a really expensive jacket or a sheet, you know, like something that has a really high AOV with a with just a, a quick sale notice. Those tend to do okay. Um, those are the only short ones I've ever had success with. But when you're actually demonstrating something or selling a product or, you know, doing something a little more in depth, the, the short stuff, um, like you said, it, it just, it doesn't really matter how long it is. It's like the message. It's as long as it needs to be, and that's it. Yeah, exactly. As long as it needs to be, keep their interest, say enough to yeah. where they feel like they have to click, and, and then you're good. And, and yeah, I think if someone has a frame of reference, like they know your product, they know your brand, they know what you're selling, then yeah, do. And if it's like a sale, so take like Men's Warehouse or something, uh, people that are customers of Men's Warehouse, they know what they have, right? And if, if mm-hmm. I saw a thing that was... 50% off or whatever, and I was looking to buy a jacket or a shirt, then, then you know, it wouldn't take much to get my attention. But if it's a new product where I don't really know why I would want it or what it does or why it's great, then, yeah, you need more time. So, yeah, uh, yeah, love that. It's awesome. So video length, getting hum, hung up on video length is, is, a, is a mistake for sure. Yes. Uh, awesome. So that was mistake number three. What about mistake number four? Okay, so number four, um, it's built for the small screen. Um and that's something as an editor, I forget because I work on a desktop. Um, whether you're doing graphics or video, you're seeing it on a big screen. You're able to, to feel the nuances and everything. But when it comes to people consuming video ads, 
uh, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, I mean, the huge, vast majority is on a small screen, right? And you probably know the numbers better than I do. Um, yeah, but, I mean, depending on the, the the product, it's 60, 70% higher. We're yeah. higher, even for, well, that's that's even on the low end. Even like for Boom by Cindy Joseph, where we're targeting women 55 plus, it's still mostly mobile, which is which is crazy. And then other yeah, and I think, 90%. Yeah, and I think Facebook's like 85% yeah, or something yeah. or higher now. So, um, and then you have TikTok and all that stuff and Instagram. So it, it's, it's remembering that people can't see everything on a phone like they can on a desktop. So, you know, what does that affect? Primarily, it affects titles. Um, and graphics. You don't want small titles. You don't want small graphics. If you do titles, make them big, fill the screen, um, keep them simple, very consumable, visually consumable, um, you know, one or two lines. Um, so that's definitely one thing. Another thing is like for YouTube is understanding the safe zones on YouTube. Um, so, you know, the bottom right, you have the skip button. Um, the bottom left, you have a CTA, um, you know, a clickable CTA, right? Is that correct? That's correct. And then the yep. top right, you have uh, like a link to the actual advertiser, right? Correct. Um, and then my understanding is that YouTube, depending on the platform it's it's showing, you may, it may crop slightly um, on certain areas. So if you were to look at this on a screen, it's you have like a, a little section in the middle that's uninterrupted and maybe a little on the top left, but... But other than that, you want to keep the edges clear, um, and so you know either either large graphics, large text, or just don't do graphics and text at all. Um, yeah, yeah, you really want to keep that, especially that lower right where the skip ad button is, because it, it's more of a region, right? And so yeah. you, you want to put some kind of call to action button there and get someone you know skipping the ad and then doing mm-hmm. the opposite of what you want. But also the lower the lower left, there's that built-in CTA that, that Google has, or even the play yeah. button. Like you, you you can be in those zones. Uh, top middle can be okay for logos or things like that, uh, but yeah, for sure that that right uh, upper right corner you want to kind of avoid that as well. So, so yeah, understanding the safe zones super important. And yeah, it's so funny. Like you know, in, in the past it was always like, hey, let's optimize for the big screen and let's think about the big screen. Yeah. And, and and aspiring actors wanted to be on the big screen, and now it's like we're right. doing everything for a small screen. Uh, but that that's where most of your views are going to come from, and so that's where most of your clicks and conversion are going to come from as well. And mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, I also love you know like the tight the tight framing. Um, maybe not to the extreme of like TikTok videos where it's like right on someone's face, but but still tighter frame makes a big difference, especially if yeah. someone's yeah. watching on their phone and they they see it in landscape mode at the top. Um, you know, a tight frame is important. Yeah, you don't want to be tiny in there. You want the product, and if if you're presenting it. Then you want to fill the screen, and then on top of that, you want you want it to be bright um, and easy to see. You don't want to be in a dark room with weird shadows or or all that stuff because it's just the harder it is for someone to watch something, the less effective it's going to be. Yep. So simple, bright. Um, you know, you don't have to overcomplicate it. Exactly. Yeah. The, the more someone feels like they have to work to understand what you're saying. They're just gonna give up, right? They, they, yeah, they, what do they say? Confused, going home, they're not gonna work hard for a you. A confused mind never buys. Yes, so. love that. Confused the mind never buys, and and really, we're, we're lazy when it comes to ads. Like we don't want to yeah. exert effort for your ad. We don't want to dissect it. Yeah, yeah, we just yeah, want to know sure. and, and either click or not. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. Awesome. So we're we're about midway through. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of uh, highlight uh, recap real quick, and then we'll get on to um, number five. So uh, number one, we want a pattern interrupt. We want a pattern interrupt that properly frames. The product, the problem, the situation—you know what we're trying to do. You want to you want to frame it and interrupt people properly. Interrupt the right people in the right way. Uh, two, we want the first five to ten seconds to really 
provide a promise that there's going to be a benefit for just watching the ad, right? So, so get them to want to stick around and, and make that appealing and, and enticing. Uh, number three, don't get hung up on the length of the video, right? It needs to be long enough to sell. You don't have to, to get too hung up on it and then build for the small screen is number four. What is number five? Okay, number five is taking advantage of authenticity or at least trying to use authenticity as a way to get people to engage with the video. Um, and there's there's a lot of nuances to this because you could you could do something like these really bigger six-figure expensive ads obviously are produced, they're they're acted, right, but they're very well done and they're very successful. But you're not gonna make 30 of these videos right. and continuously rotate through them. You're gonna you're gonna have hero videos. But but when you're looking at like cheap, effective videos that could be produced quickly that 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 are successful, that have a lot of um, uh, return on investment, then I think using authenticity is a great way to take advantage of that. And uh, the best example would be like a UGC, a user-generated content video, where someone's giving their opinion or the review, or someone's holding their phone up, shooting themselves, and they're being like, oh, I just got this great outfit, I love it. And they're like, they're looking at themselves in the mirror and and they're showing it off. And because it's in the same format that people use to communicate with each other anyway, especially like on Facebook, people are going to at least give it a shot as opposed to something that looks very polished like an ad that I immediately identify as an ad, so I immediately skip it. Um, so I think like taking advantage of the format's native language, I guess is a way to yes. put it, yes. um, is, a, is a powerful way to easily and simply create videos that, that can be effective. Yeah, it's so great. I, I talked to a friend of mine who runs an agency that focuses on TikTok, and they like to say for TikTok, don't make ads, make TikToks, right? But yeah, uh, that, and that's super that. clear and makes a lot of sense for TikTok, but it really applies to every platform, right? Mm -hmm. Understand the Facebook platform and understand what looks and feels authentic there. Understand YouTube. YouTube yes. you can get away with a little more polish and a little more uh, a little more production value. It skews mm -hmm. a little more TV than these other platforms, but still, you want authenticity. And if it just yeah. feels like a commercial, right? Looks like feels like commercial. People are just going to keep going on on Facebook. If it looks like a commercial on YouTube, well, people know that it is anyway. But if it if it doesn't grab you and if it's not authentic, then they're going to skip it there too. So I love this, and and I also like for YouTube, but also for for Facebook and other places a mixture of some, you know, production value mm -hmm. with UGC. Sometimes those mm -hmm. working together can be really valuable. Yep. Yeah. yep. yeah, absolutely. I think it's like, it's knowing the language of the platform and being okay with speaking that language with your advertising. Yeah. Like, especially on something like, like Instagram, people are scrolling. And if it looks like something that their friends shot, then they're going to give it a chance and listen. Yes. Especially if it has an interesting open or something. Yeah. Um, if it's a really high polished ad with a bunch of graphics, they just they don't stop. Yep. There's no reason to. Totally um, makes sense. They've been, they've been conditioned and, that that's a yeah. salesperson selling me something. No thanks. That's right. That's yeah. right. And of course, every platform is different. Um, so you really got to look at different platforms and and uh, but that's kind of a a good for for like low budget ads. That's kind of a good thing to remember. Love it. Yeah. And so, so lean into authenticity and lean into UGC. And I think that applies across all platforms. Yes. So absolutely. Awesome. All right. Number six. Number six. Uh, you're going to know more about this than me, but it's, it's, it's uh, advertising the right product. And what, what I mean by that is having a product that has the, the AOV to support the advertising. 
Um, something that that I've found in, in video marketing is it's really hard to make money off something that's less than $65, $70 average order value. So it's, it's having a product that could pay for the ads, but it's having a good upsell path, the right landing page, the optimized landing page, like having all the backend stuff there to support the advertising, um, I think is something that a lot of people forget. Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned this uh, because, yeah, as, as a media guy and someone who's been buying and, and, and creating campaigns for forever, uh, this, this speaks to my soul. So th- yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Andrew. But yeah, uh, you really do need that AOV to be often $65, $75 or higher. Or another way to look at it is you need to be able to absorb a customer yes. acquisition cost of $50 or, or higher. And really now on most platforms, like a, a cost per acquisition of 50 is probably low. Uh, especially yeah. for cold traffic, if it's like, if it's warm traffic, remarketing, repeat purchase, then you can certainly spend less than fifty. But but probably as a rule of thumb, like if you can't spend fifty to a hundred dollars acquiring a new customer, you're going to be limited on some of your channels for attracting customers. Now it could be then that your AOV is north of a hundred, or it could just mean that hey, we know what our our six month LTV is, right? We know how many right. times we get someone to purchase That's in the right. first six months. And then you could absorb that that fifty dollar or higher customer acquisition cost. So, so yeah, understanding that is really important. And then one of the other pieces here, and, and I'll mention our, our mutual friend Jared Mitchell, who that that's how you and I met. Yes, through our, our my best friend. friend. Yeah, he's your best friend, and he's, he's a yes. good, like I love the I love best man at my wedding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's next level. Uh, although he is uh, going to host all ten curries at his house for like the second or third year in a row. We go out to Cali and we crash at the Mitchell. I got to stop by for that. <laughs> you you do you got to. Come and see yeah. the whole the whole great plan in the Mitchell. <laughs> I got to meet the family. It'll be crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so so Jared and I were working on a YouTube deal for uh, he and his wife's business, Skincare by Elena, and we're working on a specific product. And as we were running YouTube, we just did a small test, just kind of for fun. As we as we're doing a test, and and, and his wife Elena is great on camera. Actually, you helped with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you did this. Yeah. Is this the vi- are these videos I shot? Yeah, these are the videos you shot. And so okay. we uh, we started running them, and we're like, well, the CPAs aren't great. But the other video metrics are really good. It's like view rate was good. Click-through mm-hmm. rate was actually great. Like people were clicking on this ad. Yeah. Um, CPV, the cost per view, were low. Like as we looked at it, we we're like, Jared, these numbers are pretty good. Like some of the people are enjoying watching these videos and are enjoying clicking on them. And so he's like, well, let me get to work. And then, you know, what, what Jared has going for him, uh, you know, he's, he knows CRO. He knows conversion rate optimization. He's yeah. a super smart guy. He's great at that. So he yeah. reworked the page. And then he got his funnel built out. And then... They started working, and then they started mm-hmm. hitting, the, hitting those numbers. And it was never that was never designed to be like a scale project, right? But, but it did start to work. It did start to hit those CPA targets once he fixed the landing page and some of the follow up sequence. So that's where also understanding the numbers where you can look at the performance and say, ah, this is like as an example, if the view rate's really low for an ad, but say like the click through rate's kind of high, we'll know. You need to fix the opening, right? The, you fix yeah. the opening and the view rate's better. Or right. view rate's good, click-through rate's bad, something's wrong with the product demo or with the CTA, right? So you yep. start to look at the numbers and understand what to, to fix next. So yes. yeah, yeah, yes. really good. So right product, understand your numbers, you're going to have like the upsell system. And if someone that. says, oh, I got a, a $20 product, $25 product, then you know, start looking at bundles, start looking at upsells. Exactly. How can you bring that AOV up to, right. to where it makes sense? Right, right. Yeah, and I've consulted with some Amazon businesses where, yeah, AOV is $25 and they don't really know when people purchase again. And I'm like, well, that's probably more of a search marketing activity, yeah. you know, running Amazon search ads, Google search ads, things like that. It's probably your, your path there. So, yep. um, cool. All right. So, 
Got just a little bit of time left. That was number six. Let's uh, lay down number, number seven. Number seven is a big one that people forget, and that's uh, don't throw away the CTA. And what I mean by don't throw away the CTA is it's an opportunity to pitch to the viewer something specific, right? So a lot of people have their video and then it cuts to a title. I've been guilty of this one, by the way. I, even as a Me video too. guy that loves YouTube and loves performance <laughs> and lo loves direct response, I've made this mistake many times. Yeah, yeah. So you don't want to just have a card that, that shows the product and say, click now below or, you know, you can still have that at the end. But what you really want is someone on screen um, and if, you, if it's a scripted video, then this is part of the script. But whoever is taking us through the video, the quote-unquote host, they need to present the CTA at the end of the video directly to the viewer. And that makes a big difference in how that CTA is actually consumed. Um, and then, of course, that, that CTA that should have either a special offer, a deal, you know, a promotion, or some sort of bonus. It should be a strong offer presented by the person on camera. And um, that can make a big difference in videos. Yeah, I love that. So, such a simple thing, but sometimes we, you know, we get right up to the close. People are, if they're if they've been sticking with you that long, they're interested, they're engaged, they're likely mm -hmm. a good, a good prospect. But then you don't ask, right? Then you just yeah, leave, you don't leave, leave it to a visual to ask. Like have the person on camera uh make the ask. Go here, check yeah. this out, try this out, read this thing. Um, it's like it, it's like going back to to VSLs, like in yeah. a VSL you have the offer in the VSL, you should do the same in the ad. Yep, yep, just like, yeah, back in the days when Frank Kern was pitching his stuff, mm -hmm. like he did the pitch, right? He did the close at the right. at the end. Yeah, and and we've seen this work too, you know, whether it's hair care or, or, or you know, skin care or, or automotive or whatever, like it, this just mm -hmm. works. And, um, you know, the interesting thing is even if you do all the steps right and you get up to this point, if you don't ask, a lot of people won't take action. So you just, you gotta, yeah. you gotta ask and you gotta make it compelling. And, and the thing I also point out here is, is I love introductory offers. You know, we, we work a lot in the supplement space. So there, there's a case to be made that, hey, do like free plus shipping samples for mm -hmm. supplements or do some kind of introductory offer. If you're doing a subscription, make that, that month one bundle irresistible and you can kind of work with price. But you don't have to do that, right? You could yeah. just tell people to go here and, and check this out, see it in action, see how this will help you run this, Calculator, or get this guide, or do you know see how this was going to impact your your life or your business? Um, mm -hmm. For Boom by Cindy Joseph, almost never, ever, ever do discounts, right? It's always click here, check out our five makeup tips for older women, right? It, so it's yeah. like this promise of a benefit, and then they go and they get that benefit. And you know, we've been running people, to, we've been sending traffic to those pages for years, and it just works, and it gets a predictable CPA. So. There needs to be a CTA. If it makes sense to bundle and discount for your brand, then do that. But if it doesn't, then don't. You don't have to. Right, right. Yeah. You don't have to. But it, but it, but thinking about the CTA and incorporating it yes. into part of the video um, can help. And, and we've even done tests where we put like countdown timers on it as if it's a page. Nice. And that has helped. Has that helped? Too. Not always. But we've seen like... Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But like you could do fun stuff like that at the end of the video. But more importantly, you know, have have a delivered CTA, um, and just ask, you know, it could be simple. Just tell them what to do next. Yep, and love why. it. Yep. Delivered CTA. Don't skip it. Seems simple. Seems like yeah. Do we really have to do that? Yes, you should really do that. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Okay. So that that was uh, mistake number seven. Mistake number eight. Mistake number eight. The last one is um, don't make it more difficult than it needs to be. Yeah. And video is very intimidating for a lot of people. 
Uh, luckily, it's easier now than it's ever been before because we all have, you know, a phone and we can just shoot ourselves. Um, and sometimes that's all it needs to be. So if you don't know what to do, create a script, get a phone, shoot yourself in a UGC style, shoot some B-roll, throw some shots in, make sure there's value in the video, show off the product, demonstrate the product if it's demonstrable. Um, you know, and if it's a project, like when we were working with the car care product, before and afters were awesome. And just yeah. showing a before yeah. and after from a cell phone footage is fantastic. So I think um, if you're getting started in in video, you know, don't overcomplicate it. Don't make it more difficult than it needs to be. Um, you have the tools right now to create a compelling ad. Um, you just have to structure it correctly and and try it out. I love it. I, I'm so thankful you made this one of the the eight mistakes because we do have the tendency to overcomplicate things, right? And and so and that's one of the reasons why I, I don't like to mention that YouTube is kind of like TV, even though it is. Mm-hmm. Is when I mention that, then people think Super Bowl ads or something, right? That, right. I got to create this super creative. I got to get a huge crew. You got to get a huge crew. This has to be a major production. It doesn't, right? I think one of the things that, to consider is you know if you're a business owner. Think about the times, think about the phrases, think about what you say when, when you're one-on-one with someone, when, when they light up, right? When you, when you make this comment or you saw an automotive product and you show them this thing, when do people get all excited? When do they lean in? When do they, when do they mm-hmm. really perk up? Like those are the mm-hmm. things you need to say in, in your ad. And yeah, it can yeah. be super simple. And I would much rather test with a simple video, one person on camera talking to someone, just like you would to a friend or to an ideal yes. prospect and give that a try first, and then try more more complicated things uh, yes. from there. And, and I, I remember, uh, and I don't know if you've seen this or not, uh, but, but Frank Kern, he had a video, I think I saw it on Instagram first, but he started, it was just him like with a microphone staring at the camera, this was recent, and he was like, this is an ad. And then he like, yeah. and they started explaining. Got, like classic oddly, Frank Kern. It was oddly captivating. Like, and, and part of it, I, I've followed Frank Kern for a long time, but but I don't think that was it. Like, part of it was just oddly captivating. I just watched it, but it was just yeah. Frank talking, like barely any edits, barely any anything. He just and he said, "This was an ad." <laughs> then, well, uh, it's a that's a perfect example of what I'm talking about because Frank used to pay me to create videos. Mm-hmm. Like, he needed a video guy to, you know, you used to have to shoot on cameras, not your phone. Right. So he needed a camera guy who could shoot and who could edit and who could do all this stuff. And then as, you know, time went on, him and a lot of other people realized that they have the tools yeah. to just create something. And there's authenticity with it. And him saying, this is an ad is, that's a great interrupt. Even it's though a it's, great interrupt. And it really ties into your first point because it's a pattern yeah. interrupt. First of all, like, right. okay, why, why would you say that? That's interesting. Yeah. And I'm listening for a second. Yeah. Least. But yeah, why are you admitting this? Because he's talking about marketing. And he's talking about right. and he's speaking to business owners. And so just, it's, a, it's a beautiful, simple hook. That and works. Yeah, and he self-shot it. And whatever little edits he had to do on it, he did it. And if it's right. clunky, it doesn't matter because you still watched it. Right. Um, and it's a good example of just kind of where we're at with video, which yeah. is knowing the structure is like half the battle. Yes. The rest of it's testing and, and you know just getting it done. Totally agree. Yeah, having that right script, understanding the 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 nature of the platform you're running an ad on. Yeah, being simple, being straightforward, really mastering that that hook and that pattern interrupt, and then and then you know dropping in some of your key benefits and some of the things that you know resonate with people. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it can be simple, and then you're just testing and iterating from there. So that's right. Um, awesome. So we did hopefully demystify a little bit and make make this seem a little simpler, but. 
you know, I, I'm a guy that understands video. I still like having video people to work with, right? I still like talking to the pros like you. And, right. uh, and so I love working with you, Andrew. And so for other people that are watching this and thinking, okay, okay, so I could do this on my own, but I'd rather just call Andrew or, or get a hold of Andrew, call Andrew, what is it, like the night? <laughs> uh, so <laughs> how, can they, how can they check out your company and your services? Uh, the company is convertviews.com. Um, if you want to talk to me, you can always email me at andrew at convertviews.com. And even though we gave you these tips, it's all super difficult. So you have to hire me to do everything. <laughs> I can't do anything on exactly. your own. None of this just, makes sense. This is all was, just. <laughs> it was just to make good radio. It was just to make an interesting yeah, show. The truth is yeah, you can't do it. I mean, um, you you cannot do it on your own. You have to pay me tons of money to help uh, you. That's the, that's the last point. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, if, if, uh, if you have a larger company that needs a lot of media, um, we don't really work with startups because it doesn't make sense for them to to pay someone when they're so little and they're just testing. Yeah. Um, but you know, if if you're a company that that needs consistent creative, uh, we don't do the the media buys. We just do the creative. So we're not trying to replace your ad agency. We're not trying to replace internal people. But if you need just a steady flow of effective uh, video ads, that's what we do. Yeah, love it. So yeah, if you, if you're in that stage where you're needing three, four, five, six, 10, 12 videos a month. Like that's the yeah. type of client that's great for you. Cause you, yes. and, and one, one thing I'll say too about you, Andrew, and, and this probably came, came through in the, in the interview, but you understand data and you understand performance. And, and we mm-hmm. used to get on calls, like, you know, look at videos and be like, Hey, this, this view rate's not good. This conversion rate was off. And so then, you know, kind of what to test from there. And, right. and so you're really right. looking at data driven creative, which is super that's powerful. Right. So that's a awesome. very good point. Yeah. Convert views.com or andrew at convertviews.com i'll link to those yes. in the show notes as well so andrew man round two may have been do i get a round three one. do let's, i get a round let's three start thinking let's start thinking about round three <laughs> have you had have you had three rounds with anyone i have yeah one of okay. the business well a couple like their omg people i'm trying to think of anybody outside omg that's been three times yeah omg doesn't count omg doesn't count to Mate, ezra i think ezra firestone that, that's a pretty short okay. list anyway well, he's, yeah. he's a different level than me <laughs> so that, that's okay he's next level but, from all of us <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Andrew, man, it's been a ton of fun and, and thanks for yeah. taking the time. Yeah, hopefully I'll see you uh, when you visit Jared. Yes, let's hook up next time we're in Cali. Let's absolutely do that. All right, brother. All right, it was great. Great talking with you. You as well. And as always, thank you for tuning in. We would love to hear from you. What would you like to hear more of or less of on the show? And if you haven't done it, leave us that re- review on iTunes. It helps other people discover the show. Don't forget to subscribe. And don't forget to check out my new podcast, Spicy Curry. You can find it on the website or on iTunes. It is spicy. And we just talked to the top names in, in e-commerce, so check that out as well. And with that, until next time, thank you for listening. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session, or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right 
for you. And now back to the show.